Welcome to the Dusty Jobs Podcast from Imperial Systems. Industry knowledge to make your job easier and safer. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dusty Jobs Podcast. This is going to be our last install here at the Powder, Bulk, and Solid Show. Uh, Chris Clone is joining us today from Dust Safety Science. How's it going, Chris? Good. How's everyone doing? Good. <laughs> We're doing good. This is like, this is your show. This is like your playground of dust safety. This is where everybody comes to talk about like where, what you guys are all about, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the powder show has been a great event for us to come to for the awareness and education of combustible dust. Obviously the industry is here, plastics and powders and food and wood and pharma and chemical are all creating combustible, are all creating dust. Yeah. That's why you care about it. But right. um, a lot of cases that's combustible dust and that's what we do all day, every day. Yeah. So tell everybody, maybe it's not familiar with your organization, yeah. what you guys are all about. So our small team runs Dust Safety Science, Dust Safety Academy, Dust Safety Professionals, and it's all around awareness and education for combustible dust. Um, we have a podcast and run for five years now. We've had you on the show before. We've been on Dusty Jobs. Yeah, you guys Dust have Safety like Science 250 podcast. episodes or something like that now, right? Yeah, every week for almost five years. Oh yep. my gosh. That's a lot. <laughs> so, a lot of talking all about combustible dust. You believe there's that much to say about yeah. it. <laughs> so we do awareness education. Um, somebody needs help. We send a request through. We find an expert anywhere in the world to help them out. We have member companies like yourselves that, uh, right. that support those efforts. Um, do a lot of uh, educational material like the conference here. Right. Um, last couple of days, doing a lot of presentations and, and moderating of sessions, trying to bring people together to understand the challenges. Yeah, yeah. Me, I'm, you know, we were talking about this before. Regulations are changing all yep. the time. Yep. Um, people are coming up with better and safer ways to yep. help people go home safe at the end of the day. And you guys are, as far as I know, you're one of the people who do one of the best jobs tracking that. I oh, appreciate knowing it. what's going on. Yeah. Uh, a great resource for anybody out there who's trying to figure out more about their situation or their dust. You guys just are a, a treasure trove of knowledge well, in that I realm. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we're from the newsletter every Sunday, again, going on five years. Every fire and explosion we can find in combustible dust, we send it out. Yeah. At dust Safety Academy, it's got 1,700 people in it. There's open forum there. People just ask questions, get answers, weekly digest. So if if somebody else is creating more material on combustible dust and trying to <laughs> trying to further the mission, then then I don't know uh, I don't know who that'd be. So yeah, I sat in on uh, your guys' online seminar just uh, yep. a couple months back. Yep. That was great. So many professionals on there talking about just uh, more knowledge. It was like drinking from a fire hydrant. Yeah, We're trying can to be like learn everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so you being someone who has this huge experience, huge knowledge base on what's going on. From this show, what are some things that, you know, if, if yeah. you didn't come to this show, what did you miss out on? What's some stuff that well, I mean, we got I, new or learned about? There's there's a couple pieces. One, so we'll go through three things, but one, it's just nice to be back interacting with people in the flesh. I know with the world events and travel and all that, we're just sort of ramping up in the last year or so having events, but it's good to have that in-person communication. The reason is just so much faster. So yesterday through our help desk, we had three requests plus two DSP requests, dust age professionals. Training out of Quebec for combustible dust. Is hay dust explosible? Um, TNT equivalents of sugar, which I actually know about from a past life in defense research and stuff, um, <laughs> if you can believe that. Uh, 
testing large test sites out of Europe where, where they are, where they're located. And, you know, we had five or six questions like that. And within about 20 minutes of walking around the show, it's just, oh, I know this person has an answer. Go talk to them. I know yeah. this person has an answer. Go talk to them. We were able to get all that support, help desk requests, desk professional requests moved along um, at a speed that was just, you know, via email takes forever. No, you guys are responsive, but not everybody responds because right. their email. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So have that in-person capability. That's events. Come to one of these events. Appreciate Informa putting it on, Powder Bulk Solids putting it on. Because that's really where, you know, in a day people are getting answers to the hundred toughest questions they have. And I think yeah. that's a really big piece. Of there it, there so. has been a really great turnout. There's yeah. been a, a lot of good people here. We've had yeah. a lot of people come through our booth and just getting to know them yeah. and, and learn from them too, yeah. as they come in about what they're doing and yeah. uh, how we can help them or how they can help us. Yeah. So you got it. Yeah. So that was number one. We ran a whole uh, track on combustible dust yesterday. Um, started in standards and regs in the morning, moved to dust hazard analysis in the uh, in the middle of the day and then yeah. hazard management. So exposure protection, fire protection options in the afternoon really meant to take people through that journey. And the, the piece that was a big takeaway for me was that that's, that's still really important. You still have people that are every, you know, every spot of the spectrum for combustible. I feel that don't recognize the hazard through, they started to recognize hazards, they need that education. Yeah. And the really hit home is I had a conversation with a, a large multinational, well, health safety management, large multinational, pretty new to the field. Um, she said she came in on Tuesday, walked around, and was just overwhelmed. You know, every vendor of every system and every, you know, from, from dust collection to exposure protection, fire design. Um, and she said she almost couldn't talk to him. It was just too much information. She came to the, the education session yesterday, walked right through with all the speakers there. Again, regulations, identify, assess, address combustible hazards. Here's your options. And uh, afterwards, she came and thanked me said, I feel more comfortable now going back and talking to everybody the next day because I feel like I have that level of understanding. I know yeah. the problem when they say a, a flameless vent or a, a dust collection system or a filter receiver or whatever the piece of information. So that, that education component is really important to keep, um, you know, front of mind instead of just throwing whatever the, the end thing is that you have at, at people here. Here, you know, you need a suppression system for yeah. this or try to understand why in some of the background. And that's true. I mean, some people who are uh, new to the industry, yeah just terminology like what is what what you need what you know maybe yeah. you do need this on your system you don't need that on your system it can be overwhelming yeah and that's something you guys can help with too helping yeah. walk people through that yeah. with just a real basic understanding all of day every day people just ask us questions from i said dust safety academy the emails we send out the podcasts um people will just email and say like what is nfpa six six we'll talk about this in a second but yeah you know, just the really basic stuff um, if you're thinking and ask it to us because we'll get you over that hump instead of not understanding for three months. Right. We'll, myself or somebody from our team is brought back. It's like, this is definition of combustible dust as per NFPA or whatever it's going to be. It could be the most basic question in the world. If you got it, somebody else has probably had it and we probably answered it before. Right. And, and, and don't get hung up on that basic question. Yeah. Don't get hung up on that. Yeah. We want to help. You this can't get your... safety if you don't move forward, right? right? So yeah, don't get yeah. hung up there and Every, get to the, yeah. That's because that's your goal. That's our goal is just yeah. to help people have yeah. that safer work environment so yeah. they can get home safe every day. And yeah, you got it. Yeah. So, and okay, so what were you going to say about NFPA? So this morning we did a panel on NFPA 660, um, which is the standard for combustible dust. It is um, a combination of all the older NFPA standards, the current NFPA standards, I should say. So today... The framework is 652 is the fundamentals of combustible dust, 61, 44, 655, 654, and 
I missed one, but there's five of them. Our oh, industry and commodity okay. specific standards <laughs> covering grain, wood, sulfur, metal, and other particulate matter. That's sort of your standard set for how NFPA sits today. And they're all different documents. They're all very technical in nature. And they're all unique. And they're all they're all unique. They're all different layouts. You know, the chapters yeah. are in the same order. Yeah. So low point six sixty then and it's been a tremendous effort by the NFPA committees for all those groups I was listed, is combine that into one document in a hierarchy that's set up so it's much easier to understand hazards of combustible dust. Yeah. And understand that, again, identify, assess, address framework that's in there. Uh, but if you have questions, you know, and that's what the, the panel was for this morning. It's open discussion. We have four of the five, four of the six committee chairs there. Um, just open forum discussions on, on what NFPA means, NFPA 660 means for the industry moving forward. Yeah. And so the, the biggest things, I mean, the three top concerns that we talked about, people are worried that's going to cause onerous, um, you know, more requirements. Right. And the, the fundamental guiding principle of putting these together, and I'm not on the committees and I'm not NFPA, so from my understanding, but the principle is to actually have no net impact on industry. It's more of an organizational exercise. So there may be a couple tweaks here and there that are, that are I'll say, more minor. But it's unlikely that your industry, whatever you're in, graphite or coal or wood food or, production or wood, yeah. or it's very unlikely that it's going to be a whole rewrite of your combustible safety management system. Gotcha. Because 660. It's really meant to be a platform to help us as a community develop standards moving forward. So, so you don't six, need to be worried that it's going to rechange everything you've done. I gotcha. So 660 is more of an overall arching to understand the combustible dust standards. Yeah. But then you'll still have to go down into your specific standard to really get into the weeds of it if you need to, right? Yeah. It's just easier now because it's all in one document because it's um, the way it's set up. So to give you an example, it's recursive. So chapters one to nine are fundamentals. That's what's in your 652 document. Okay. Um, and then chapters 11 to 15 are those other standards I said, what's added above and beyond the fundamentals for the material you're studying. The really cool part is the layout is can't think of a less nerdy word than recursive, so I'll say recursive. Um, <laughs> but so say section 4.2 is the owner and operator requirements for combustible dust. I don't know if that's the number of it, but say that was it. Okay. The additional owner and operator requirements for grain handling would be 11.4.2. The additional owner requirement operator requirements for metal would be 12.4.2. Uh, additional requirements for other particular matter would be 15.4.2. So. Not that the other ones were any different. This is a little more logical layout to yeah. it. So that if you go to this, then you can go to your section underneath it. Exactly. And so, the, like I just explained, you could read those and right. understand all the combustible dust owner and operator requirements in about 10 minutes. You couldn't do that in the current standard. You'd have to read every document. And because they're in different order and, and have different way the different conflicts are dealt with, different yeah. flow patterns, you'd have to read each one understand each one, understand where the conflicts are, and then kind of come up with a hypothesis on what you think it means for all combustible. And then, so you have to be really smart, which the NFA committees are, yeah. but if you're coming in from the outside, there's, there's no way to do it. But yeah, today- It could be, it could be overwhelming yeah. if I'm the guy at my facility who's tasked yeah. with figuring this out. Yeah. That'd be a lot. Or the, or the guy that's trying to sell, you know, equipment to support that operator. It's, it's confusing right. for everyone involved. So 660, again, like it literally would take 10 minutes to read those sections. Yeah, this makes sense. This is how it is across all combustible dust. And that's that's not possible in the current standard set. So that's really the the, the overarching goal for 660. So 660s, is it out or is it coming out? It's coming out. Um, first draft came out in October last year, October 2022. Uh, there's public input, public 
uh, comments were accepted on that draft till January of this year. And now the committees are all voting on those public inputs that came in. So the way the process is, they vote on the public inputs, any changes to documents are made. October this year, the new draft will come out yep. for another round of public comment, they call it, instead of public input. Basically the same, you put input into the changes that were made. Right. Um, they'll come out with another draft, and then there's another chance to appeal at NFPA's conference in person in 2025. And then the, the standard will go ahead from there. So we're sort of in the middle, I guess. There's a draft out there. Uh, you can access it today. Right now, it's nfpa.org slash 660. Click on next edition. Um, click on first draft and click on view report or something it says. Okay. You got to create login credentials. It's just the way it is. Right. It helped me up. But you do that and, and you can be the whole thing in Terraview with all the public input. Wow. And if somebody's made a comment, they had to leave their name, the reason why they think it's important to, to consider. Yeah. And you could actually understand where 660 is today just by going to those. I know saying it verbally on here is not like, we had, a, we had an image of the, the 660 thing, then we might be able to show how to do it. But yeah. It's quite easy. Much easier people think, right? Right. They might sit here for the next six months and say, oh, I don't know what's in 660. I'm scared about my section. You just go read it right now. <laughs> right. And that's what's great is that it's not, there's not just some people out there who yeah. are making up whatever they want. Yep. They're yeah. listening. They're, I mean, there's all, it sounds, I, I mean, I didn't know all this, but it sounds like there's a lot of steps to make sure that whatever comes out of the end yeah. is going to be the best for everybody that's involved. Yeah. So. And it's, the committees are anywhere from 20 to 30 to 40 people. Um, and I'm estimating last three years, like the average might've been 40, 50 hours. Some I know spent up to 150 hours. So you're talking high thousands, maybe tens of thousands of hours. Yeah, people are taking their time. Put into, put to, yeah, put together. And they're not just, you know, the the gurus, the experts, There's they have to have a mandatory split of consultants, insurance, um, end users, uh, large end users, the you know, the big companies of the world, smaller end users. Yeah. Uh, a couple of researchers in there and that sort of thing. So it tries to get every viewpoint in and they hash it out. Like it's, I don't know, it could be a bloodbath in some of those trying to get, <laughs> but that's the point, right? To bring different perspectives in and then um, try to get a better document at the end of the day. Right. Which a better document is going to make it clear for everybody who has to use these, yeah. clear for um, everyone who's trying to implement them. Yep. And then in the end of the day, what it's going to do is it's going to make a safer environment exactly. for people who are working. Yeah. And, and easier to understand too. Right. Like you can go figure out what your requirements are yeah. as per NFPA <laughs> where, I mean, you can do that today, but it just takes more effort to, to it figure It gets out. tricky. Yeah. So that was the big takeaway from that panel. There are a lot of specific discussions. I'd say if you have a question about how it impacts you or your industry, reach out to Donovan. Um, you can also reach out to myself. Yeah. Uh, and, well, I'll explain. That's what we do. People ask us questions all day, every day. So we're happy to help. Yeah. Reach out to me. I'll ask Chris. Yeah. Uh, so you got it. <laughs> but um, so is there anything else that, you know what I mean? That's coming up. Anything new with you guys coming up that you um, want to tell people about? I mean, the, there's always new stuff going on. 660 is a big deal. If you're a Canadian company, uh, if you're working out of British Columbia, they just came out um, with their proposed regulations on combustible dust. Um, so that's a big deal if you're working on British Columbia or you have clients working on British Columbia. Yeah. I think it's only open for public comment for six weeks or something like that. Uh, okay. So then this comes out, it may, it may have missed the public comment stage, but it's good to be aware of what the changes are to the regulations there. Um, lots of stuff overseas in terms of new and novel, and that would have been stuff covered at conference, flame venting and suppression and uh, isolation and that sort of stuff. But that's, 
that's like leading edge things that will impact the standards five years from now. Um, you know, the latest in the science of how to protect and prevent dust explosions. Right. Yeah, learning more every day. Yeah, for us, we're just trying to double down with our team of, again, increasing awareness, doing an education component, and then helping people when they have a question. And then stick their hand up and say, hey, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to choose a, a widget that does X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, I need somebody to come and support me. Our team get better and better at saying, quickly getting them to a place where they can get the help they need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that yeah, that's what's great about what you guys do. You're you're building the network so people can get answers, get them in a, a decent amount of time. Yep. And uh, yeah, because it's it's nobody wants to get bogged down with yeah, yeah. trying to figure out stuff on Google if there's people who can just yep. know it. So and especially like we were talking about walking around here. Yeah. You have the chance to come to a conference like this. Yeah. It's a great opportunity to walk around and talk face to face with people who are doing it full time. You got it. And if you're listening to this and you, you like podcasts, Dust Safety Science podcast is, is our show. Oh, yeah. We're 250 some odd episodes. Again, only about combustible dust, if you can believe that. But it's, <laughs> it's true. We, get, we covered a lot of ground from from Zimbabwe to Jordan to North Carolina to, to here in Illinois. We talk about it all. So, yeah, it's a good spot. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, Chris, thanks for coming on. We always enjoy having you on. You're yes. you're such a, a wealth of knowledge. It's 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 like drinking from a fire hose from you. Sometimes yes. I'm trying to know keep that. it all in. Uh, but we we love having you on, and uh, we're just looking forward to uh, next time we get to talk to you. Because yep. I'm sure it'll be about exciting stuff. Yeah. And uh, but I hope you have a great ride home. We're we're signing off here from uh, Powderball, and uh, I just want to say thanks for listening, guys. Uh, Everyone who's out there, you know, like, share, uh, you know, share this with other people who might be trying to figure out what NFPA 660 is or what's coming up. And uh, we'll, until the next time we talk, stay healthy and stay safe. 100%. Thanks, Ivan. Yep. Thanks for listening to the Dusty Jobs podcast. Breathe better, work safer. 